Today on the School of Podcasting, I did an experiment in November where I asked you to just say thanks, and I'll let you know how that turned out. Also, we have an interview with Bruce Chamoff. He's the guy behind the New York City Podcast Network, and he's kind of redefining what a podcast network is, and there are podcasters who quote their listen note stats even though they know they're bogus, which makes my mind hurt. They're going to promote products, not because they're good, but because they have the highest affiliate commission. And well, that's just not me. Today, I'm going to share some insights. And it's not the facts that, you know, fill you up with hope and coax you out of three easy payments. No, you see, I want you to know exactly what you're getting into so that you and I can roll up our sleeves together and get going. So part of the show today is about monetization, and I have learned that about, I don't know, 41% of you actually care about monetization, but it's probably not what you want to hear, but I'm going to tell you anyway, because it's the truth. Hit it, ladies. The School of Podcasting with Dave Jackson. Podcasting Sense 2005, I'm your award-winning Hall of Fame podcast coach, Dave Jackson, thanking you so much for tuning in. If you're new to the show, I'm glad you're here. This is where we talk about planning, launching, growing, monetizing your podcast. My website is schoolofpodcasting.com. If you go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash listener, that'll throw on a coupon for you. The coupon is listener on either a monthly or yearly subscription. So today... I want to talk about it. It's a bunch of little things. And so the first one is in November, in November, I went and I swapped out my typical join the school of podcasting kind of commercial that you'll hear shortly. And I just said, Hey, if you're the person that always comes up to me at events and says, Hey, I just want to thank you for all you do. If you're a person that's never joined the school of podcasting, never joined my Patreon. If you're a person that just you know, hey, here's a way that you can say thanks. And some of you did. And I do want to thank those people, people like Steve at uh, Wayward Studio, uh, DR at Mouthy Broad Media. I love that name. Letitia Evans. Thank you so much. Craig Wheeland. Craig from Inglaeus Podcast. Uh, Troy Price at Front Porch Studios. And my buddy James Cridlin over at Pod News. And you'll find out what that percentage is in just a second. Because today I saw in another survey, so there's a lot of, lot of math, a lot of survey talk in this episode, but it's, I found it interesting. And my buddy Colin Gray over at the podcast host, he pulled 1,700 new podcasters and 41% of them wouldn't mind making some money. Right, I think we're all kind of in that group, maybe. There are some of us that just do it for the love. And for the record, I want to reiterate this. You don't have to make money with your podcast. You're like, Dave, aren't you the guy that wrote the book on monetization profit from your podcast? Yes, I am. I'm just saying, I see people that are like, ah, my podcast isn't very good. And it turns out it's really good, but it's not making any money because, well, they're not trying to make money. And I'm like, no, 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 your show is good. That's not the ultimate definition of a good podcast. And 29% of those 1,700 podcasters want to make podcasting, their main income. And so this is where that person, I just want to let you know what you're getting into. 
And so over the years, I started to notice that there was a common answer when somebody said, so like, how long did it take you to really start making money with your podcast? And I actually just heard one on the uh, Content Inc. podcast with Joe Polizzi, who was the guy behind the marketing, uh, content marketing world. So this is a guy that knows marketing, and he's the last voice you will hear. But here is, if you're looking to make money with your podcast, this is why I think the typical answer to how long does it take to make, you know, serious money with your podcast is three years. So when we started our podcast three years ago, we already had quite a bit of connections. You become a six-figure blogger and, you know, is it really possible to do it in a year or less? So I wouldn't say like it is a typical route. I would say that like probably people are talking about it. The more typical is like you need like three years. I'm, I'm based in Spain here. I'm originally from Austria, but in Spain, there's a, a very famous in Spain, a marketing consultant. And what he says is whatever you want to have in three years, you have to start today to get it. So putting the work on from today to be where you want to be in three years. And I think this is also something, if you think of podcasting, if you think of SEO, two to three years, I would say, is a very good time frame to achieve a lot of things. Well, that's going to take a few years before you make dollar one, because my first ad came three years into it. Yeah. Anybody in their right mind would have gave up by then. But that's all businesses. <laughs> all businesses quit. I, I, you know, I have to interrupt. Yeah. What was the timeline again? Three years for the first ad. There we go. And mm -hmm. is, is it official? Is it okay to say you're crushing it now with your course? Yeah, yeah, we're crushing it. We are multiple six figures. Nice. Yeah. So, wow. Nicely so done. I, it's and the guy just started off. I don't know. I just want to talk to other coroners. We've come a long way in the last yeah. year. Yeah, that's awesome. And like you, like again, and we never made a money for three years. Three years. Three years. There's that saying again. Thank you. You just three got years. yourself into uh, the school <laughs> of podcasting. And this is kind of the learning for for me and for you. And for the people listening, content entrepreneurs, content creators, do you have the patience? Like, do you really have the patience to go through this? Because from what I heard from all these amazing experts, and I can tell you from my own example, is it takes three plus years. You know, it is it it is a, a battle of attrition, if you will. It is a marathon and not a sprint. We've talked about it on the first couple episodes, but that's the one thing where a content creator really needs to choose whether they're in it to win it. Next up, a not very popular opinion about programmatic ads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we've established it takes around three years in many cases to build your audience. And I was listening to the podcast advertising playbook with Heather Osgood. She was interviewing Rocky Thomas who's the head of Soundstack, which is kind of a programmatic, that's one of their services, I believe, pro programmatic ads. And these are the ones that just, they kind of just stitch into your show if that's something you want to do. And Rocky was talking about a $12 cost per thousand downloads, better known as CPM. And if you want to do the math on that, that means for every download, you get 0 0.012, so 1.2 cents, basically. And if you have 150 downloads an episode, that's $1.80 an episode. So if you do four episodes a month, 
you're almost close to 10 bucks. Now, and if you did that, if you did a daily show, that's still like $54 a month. Uh, Advertise Cast, they put out their reports and their CPM, the cost per thousand downloads, is around $24, which is .024 cents. So you're making, again, if you have 150 downloads per episode, which a lot of people kind of that's that median number is around $3.80. So here again, I'm not here to discourage you, but to help you make an informed decision. And while advertising is a way to monetize your show, it's not the best way to monetize your show. And I'm just going to throw this in one more time. You don't have to monetize your show, but it's not my favorite. And the answer to some people then, well, if I'm only making X amount of money on an ad, I'll just add more ads to my episodes. And I'm like, that's not the answer either, but I'm pretty sure that's the answer a lot of people are going to pull. So I always say this, here's how you make money with your podcast. We'll do this quick. Sell your own stuff, products, services, books, courses, whatever it is, you got that. Then sell other people's stuff. There are people that are crushing it with affiliate. That's what it's called, affiliate marketing. And basically it's commission sales. Hey, buy this stuff, use my link and I earn a commission. Then there is ads. So that's host red ads. And that $24 that AdvertiseCast is talking about, I'm pretty sure that is host red ads. That's where you, the host, read something about a product. Then you have programmatic ads, which for me are mm, not my favorite, uh, but that's in there. Then you get into crowdfunding. Crowdfunding is great for those shows that aren't going to get the 10,000 downloads that people want per episode, but you want to make some money. So that's where I have a Patreon account for my show, Ask the Podcast Coach. And I make three figures on that a month. And I'm not going to retire on that. It's a car payment. It's okay. But again, am I going to make a living with that? No, but that could be one stream of income. So crowdfunding, and then you have subscriptions, which is really close to crowdfunding because usually crowdfunding is something like Glow, Patreon, Supercast, things like that, where you're selling bonus content. And that bonus content is typically either bonus episodes, so those better be good, keep that in mind, or it's ad-free stuff. So I've stuffed so many ads in my free stuff that I'm now going to get people to pay me. That's what YouTube did. The I will annoy my customers until they pay me strategy. And so there is that. So I just wanted to point this out. And then the other kind of like, hey, not trying to discourage, but here's the thing. So in November for three weeks, I swapped out the ad that you just heard a minute ago. And it was just me saying, hey, if you'd like to say thanks to me, you know, here's a chance. I'm I'm doing this now. If you're a regular listener on the show, you know, I always do stuff like this. I like to test things. When I looked at that, I was like, okay, well, that's basically three weeks. I got 4,552 downloads in those episodes. So that's averaging 1,500 downloads an episode. And I had six people reach out to say thank you. And if you take six and divide it, by 1,517, because I'm assuming 
it's the same people listening every week. So right there, it's a little flawed, but you get the idea. At least I'm not dividing by 6,000 or uh, 4,552 because I'm assuming the people that listen to the first week probably also listen to the second or third. And I always mention that you're going to get somewhere between zero. And if you're really, really, really good, maybe 5%. Most people quote two to 3%. And in November, the engagement, the people that said, thank you, Dave. And it didn't matter. You could give me a dollar. You could give me, some people gave me $25. Thank you very much for that. And my ending percentage was 0.4%, not 4%, because that'd be amazing, 0.4%. So I say this, so when I say the best way to make money with a podcast is to monetize your own stuff, and always, since we're talking podcasting, it depends. But when I say selling your own product or service, count on that 2 to 3% if you're really, really good and have a really, really engaged audience. Because this is what we're working with. This is where we're starting from. And obviously, your mileage may vary. But there are people out there quoting their listen note stats, selling hope for three easy payments. And they make it just sound like all you have to do is talk into a microphone and money falls from heaven. And uh, sign up now. You and I know juniors never going to college. Give me that college fund. Look, they say a picture paints a thousand words. Well, okay, if it's a good picture, people kind of forget that line. Yeah, a good picture paints a thousand words. A horrible picture paints, I don't know, 0.004 words. And look, again, I realize they just painted a really dismal picture. They're like, well, I was going to sign up for your membership site, but good God. Yeah, I get that. But here's the thing you now know that it's not going to be a walk in the park. And if you're talking about something you love and meeting people you have been dying to meet, it's not going to feel like work. And all of a sudden you'll look up and you're like, wow, I've been creating really good content for mm, somewhere around three years or so, maybe a little less, maybe a little more. And hey, I've got enough people listening to me now that if I wanted to, I might be able to monetize this. And now that doesn't mean, again, that A, you automatically just, somebody walks in with a pot of gold at three years, congratulations, here's your three-year chip. It's made out of solid gold. No, that's not the case. And that doesn't mean you can't do it in two or one. You know, if you've got a budget to really throw your show out there and you make the really smart move of getting somebody to listen to your show and give you some honest feedback before you go marketing it, And if you buy my book at ProfitFromYourPodcast.com, you will see where the first chapter is step one, grow your audience with a great show. That's really where it starts. And a lot of times we kind of jump to the monetization part. So just because I saw that 30% of a decent sized survey of podcasters are looking to do this as a living, I wanted to talk about this. And the last thing I'll point out, because everybody goes, well, does that mean you can't make a living? as a podcaster. Well, does that mean you can't make a living as a musician or maybe you can't make a living as an author or an athlete or an actor? All this takes time. It takes effort. It takes talent and it probably takes a little luck. And so I just want you to go in with your eyes open 
knowing what you're getting into. Before we get to my conversation with Bruce, I want to thank everyone who's gone to schoolofpodcasting.com slash survey22. I really want your feedback, and I can see where there are going to be some changes in 2023 based on this survey. I just need your feedback. Go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash survey22, and uh, it takes maybe a minute and a half, and you can win some stuff. Go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash survey22. Bruce Chamoff is the guy behind the New York City Podcast Network. He's been around since 2005. We're both kind of like, how did we not bump into each other sooner? And the New York City Podcast Network previously was known as the Long Island Podcast Network back in 2005 when he launched it. He actually got covered in Newsweek and is probably one of the very first podcast networks. And what's interesting about this is they do monitor the activity you get on on their site. So you can see how many plays that and downloads, et cetera, that you get when you put your show there. Now, they are not a media host. And so I kind of talked with Bruce, and he had approached me because I'll put a link to this out at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 857. I did an episode on the behind the scenes of a podcast network, and one of the consensus was it kind of makes sense to have all shows be in the similar genre and the fact that if you're running this as a business, it's a lot of work. And especially the part about having everybody be in the same genre, Bruce reached out very nicely and said, eh, I'm not 100% sure I, I agree with that because he has different shows of all different genres. They're not all about New York. And what was interesting about this is Bruce and I, you know, so he was calling me, well, he didn't call, but he emailed me to kind of say, mm, I'm not sure I 100% agree with you. And as I get to know more about Bruce, there are definitely some things I don't agree with Bruce. Like he uses Anchor, and I just, to me, I'm like, Anchor? Oh my God, such a horrible choice. And then uh, don't get me started. Everybody's like, oh my God, we're going to have to sit through a half hour of Dave hating Anchor. No, they're just, they don't believe in RSS they can't put your show in serial mode. It just goes on and on. They just promote their website anyway. Meanwhile, back to Bruce. So it's interesting when you find people that you don't always agree with, but if you actually take time to talk with people, now back in the day, we called these dialogues. And you kind of go, oh, that's interesting what you're doing there. I've never seen that. If you remember the Podsafe Music Network, Bruce is kind of recreating that on his network. And that's where you can find music that has been labeled pod safe. That has basically said, Hey, play this on your show. You're free to, you don't have to worry about people suing you and things like that. So Bruce is clearing it as pod safe so that you can play it on your show. So if you're looking for music to play on your show, that's another side thing. So there are many things that, as I talked to Bruce about the New York podcast network that I was like, well, that's a different way of doing it. And I just wanted to know more about it. So here's my conversation with Bruce. Bruce Chamoff, thanks for uh, coming on the show. Thank you, Dave. Good to be here. Walk us through, if somebody wants to join your network, what do they have to do? And then how do you help them get downloads? Okay, good question. Uh, They come for free. Everybody joins for free. But then again, there are upgraded packages just like any other site. 
And the free is decent, but we obviously do the minimal amount of a promotion. Right. So you will get a podcast page and you will come up on the search results if your podcast comes up uh, relevant to the keyword that people are typing in. And as well, your episodes will show up on our homepage. So every time you publish a new episode, you, your episode shows up within 24 hours. But then again, there are two more packages that people can upgrade to, but everybody just signs up for free. Nice. And then if if I want to upgrade, how much is it? And then what do I, you know, what do I get in that package? So there are two monthly packages. There's the $7.99 and the $11.99. And of course, there's a 20% discount if you do the annual subscription, like most websites today. So we have that business model. And most people are not really buying the middle package. They either stay free or they go to the premium package, which is it gives you a lot more exposure. So you, on our podcast directory, you always have the highest ranking and the highest listing. The free ones are always on the bottom. Your podcast is also in five categories, whereas the free is in one. You also have up to five social media links. So that can be anywhere from Facebook to LinkedIn, LinkedIn and everything in between. You get one with the free one. Uh, you also get your episodes on partner pages. So anytime we share an RSS feed with some of our partners, your episodes will show up there as well. Got it. So also, who would yep. be one of your partners? So one of the partners is we have latest podcast episodes. They are not, they're more focused on episodes themselves and not particularly the podcast. And if you are a female, we have the Media Girl podcast network as well. So the Media Girl is all female hosted podcast, but only if you are the basic and the premium package. Got it. So yeah, we highlight any episode. So if you have a and podcasters are always coming to me and asking me, I have this new episode, I really want to push it, or I want to push this episode from, let's say last year, you can do a highlighted episode. So you give us the title and the URL, we put it up there on your homepage. Also you always show up on the homepage. So if when you're a new podcast, we have a new podcast section and there's 12 of those. So it always moves down one section. When you are a professional level, you show up on the homepage. And that obviously gets the most traffic because most people's homepages get probably three times the amount of traffic as any other webpage. Uh, you also get podcast analytics. And that is the big thing. So we collect data on everything on our podcast. network. When there's a download a view, a click, even search results. So we track every search term that comes into our network. If you are a professional podcast, we will, in 2023, we're going to actually put your podcast in with the search terms. So if you're a basketball podcast and somebody searches NBA, you're going to come up. So it's going to, we're trying to actually match the professional podcast with the relevant keywords that come in. Uh, and something else we just started doing just this month is with the free podcast, if you are a professional podcast l level, you will show up on the free ones as well. So there's a new section that says people have also clicked these particular podcasts and then you will come up on the free ones. So you get more traffic on other people's podcast pages as well. That's a brand new thing. 
Uh, and the one other thing we do is we do have ads on the free pages. So the professional levels do not. One more important one is demonetization link. So if you have PayPal, Patreon, buy me a coffee, Kickstarter, we will also put a link to your monetization page as well. And that is pretty much the professional in a nutshell. Nice. So is this designed for people who don't have a website or because in a way I'm now competing with myself. I've got my website and I've got my listing on your website. Like what's the bonus of, of having the information on your site? I don't think you're really competing with yourself. I think you're giving yourself another outlet to grow your audience and social media comes to mind. I mean, you can say that Facebook is huge and you can say that Instagram is huge, but now all of a sudden people are starting to put their podcasts on TikTok. So there are different markets and target markets or demographics that come to different places. And I think that it's always good to spread yourself out. The more social media you're on, the more your message is getting out there. So I think the same concept with a podcast will apply. So there's another market of audience members that you might be reaching if you're on the podcast network. Yeah, that's an interesting way of looking at it. Because I mean, for me, I always send people to schoolofpodcasting.com slash follow, and you can follow on whatever platform you want. But if you look at your directory like a social media website, that because I know you have some sort of charts over there, which right now we got everybody's attention because we said the word charts and people are like, wait, <laughs> charts, charts, there's charts. Um, and that's based on <laughs> listens on your website. And that's where it gets kind of, in my opinion, a little weird, because if I really start promoting your website and not my website so I can get up the charts. But on the other hand, if that results in downloads, maybe what's the goal? So is it tell us a little bit about that, how you have different rankings and stuff on your site. I always think about ways to bring people to the site. I mean, that's probably a stupid thing to say because everybody thinks that, right? But I try to find ways of actually stealing that traffic from other places. And one way I thought of doing it was just as an incentive to give podcasters a reason to get their, their own audience members over to our site. And I'm always thinking, I never, I never stop thinking of a way to do that. So this earlier this year, we came up with the leaderboard and the leaderboard is kind of a voting system. What happens is when you rise on the leaderboard, we promote you and we have a daily leaderboard and all-time leaderboard. And we're thinking of doing a monthly one too. You get votes. So you tell your audience members to come to your podcast page and hit the vote button for episodes. You're not voting on the podcast you're voting on specific episodes. So we mm. track all that as well. And that's been working out really well because the traffic has exploded. You see the votes going up and you see, like I could see from my own analytics, the unique visits are going up every month. So it's really working. And we just tell podcasters, look, if you rise on the leaderboard, you're going to get more exposure and more potential audience members. And that's what I think a podcast network should be doing. They should be thinking about not only how do they promote themselves, but how do they promote their entire community? And I've heard other people on your episode from 2018 saying the same thing. Yeah. And can I put links on my page on your site for Google, Apple, Spotify, and Amazon so that if somebody does like my, my show there, they can follow me right there. And now I've got, you know, now I'm on their phone. 
or is it just a yes. place to listen? So I can do that. I can have them subscribe there. Yes. Beautiful. Yeah. We don't, we don't worry about people clicking on links and leaving our site because like I said, I'm always thinking of the incentives to bring them back. <laughs> well, that's it. Right now, our main revenue stream is uh, the, the subscriptions for the, the professional. And also we do sponsored podcasts as well. We also charge advertisers themselves to, for audio podcasts. And this is where I think I'm a little different than the other podcast networks. We, we charge the business owners to have their audio commercials available on a commercial exchange. Podcasters can come and apply to play those audio commercials in their ads themselves. So they can place it where they want to. And that's what we do. So we charge the, the advertiser and then to actually have their commercial, we keep a little bit of the budget right. as a percentage when the podcasters pay, uh, get paid as well. So, but next phase is to do paid ads. Got it. So if I want to advertise my show on somebody else's show, first I pay to be in the like catalog and then I pay it. Yeah. And then I pay again when my advertisement is used, but I don't get to pick where the ad goes. Well, yes and no. So we don't want the advertisers to be on a podcast that they're not happy with. We're not going to have you on a, Whatever podcast. Well, <laughs> you know. But so, I, I also don't want to be post-roll. Right. So we do, and that's a good, that's a good thing you brought up. We force the pre-roll. It has to be within the first three minutes. Okay, good. To answer your question, the business owner can actually approve the podcast as well. So if they don't want their ad playing on the specific podcast, they can tell us, don't approve that particular podcast. Like they apply and I do have another team that actually takes the applications and decides if it's going to be on there. And some advertisers decide they don't want to be involved. So they just trust us anyway. Got it. So if I put on my podcaster hat and I see there's somebody, you know, potential sponsor and I say, Hey, I'd like them on my show. I want to use that ad. They approve that. Yeah. Dave can run my ad. How do I report? Do I have to report back that? Yes, this was used on episode 27 at the two minute mark so that the advertiser sees that. Yes. So in the new portal, there's an actual system that will allow the podcaster to hit the apply button. And then we get the information. And when they play the ad, they will hit the button that says um, approve. So it's a nice system that we built. It's automated. We get an email notification when somebody uh, submits their their application. We get it when they submit their pro. I mean, it's an evolved process, but at least it keeps the control and makes everybody happy in the process because the advertiser actually gets to choose, like you said, who actually plays their po- I mean, every ad has a budget. So there's particularly uh, inventory. And mm-hmm. once the inventory runs out, we call the 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 business and we say, would you like to renew or do you want to discontinue? Got it. So, yeah. Does that include a link in the, like the episode description? It it doesn't because we just started building this. Normally okay. they'll just send, we'll just email them back and say, which episode was it? It's funny you ask because we're adding that form where it's going to be the timestamp and the actual URL and whatever other relevant information we need to make it uh, a good decision to approve them. Yeah, because if if the podcaster is linking to my site, that has potential to to boost my SEO. So that would be something I'd be interested in. Yes. I know another way that, and, and this was definitely unique, that 
people can make money with their podcast is by playing music. Yes. So tell me a little bit about that. And I feel that because I'm a musician and I have a lot of songwriter and artist friends that it was just a very good feature for a podcast network to have. And I actually do charge the musicians as well. It's not free for the musicians. So they actually pay to belong. And then what happens is we put their single, their actual MP3 download and their Spotify or Apple music link. So podcasters can actually listen and decide, okay, do I want to play this rock song or this hip hop or do, is this song perfect for my podcast? And then we pay them if they report that they, they play, we listen to the episodes. Right. So it, it gives me a good excuse to listen to as many episodes as I should. <laughs> if somebody says, Hey, I want the music thing. Can I get access to the, the music on the free version? Yeah, you can. At this moment, we don't limit the free version because, you know, we, we do, we still want the free podcasters to make money, right? We just don't give them as many opportunities as the professional ones. So yeah, anybody can do that. All right. On that episode that I mentioned before, you know, Glenn has a, a network that's all one topic courses. And then Daniel had one that was a little scattered. He had time management. He had some TV show podcasts and things like that. And you've said you don't think you need to have a network that's just all one topic. So explain that side, because that seems for me, that's when I kind of scratch my head on. It seems to make sense to have a, <laughs> a network with all one topic. I'm not disagreeing with that. I'm saying that I personally don't feel that that's necessary. And if you have an organized system of categories, then it's not a problem because if you limit yourself to one category, then you, yes, you're specialized and yes, you're going to get a specialized audience that I agree with. And that's a good thing, but you're also missing out on more potential audiences because you technically pigeonhole yourself right now so if you take glenn hebert's network and you say okay it's only horsing well maybe one day he'll have a couple of podcasts on horse racing or maybe betting on horses and then maybe he can foray into horse racing betting casino gambling it, it kind of involves that way but if you're going to like i don't want to pigeonhole myself into one category so i feel that we have done a good a good job of actually organizing 12 main categories. And then within those, you have subcategories. So, but I always, I always tell people we have 12 categories and that's it. Bruce, tell me about your podcast that you do. Running the podcast network, people were always coming to me. How do I get more downloads? How do I get more exposure? How do I get more marketing, grow my audience, make money? I got tired of answering all the questions, but people seem to look to me as either influencer, which is a nice feeling by the way, these days, or just kind of an authority because I see so many podcasts. And after getting tired of answering the same questions over and over again, I decided it was time to create a podcast on podcasting and know better than how to become successful, which basically entails every question that I get on literally a daily basis. And nowadays I just say, okay, I can answer that question, but I have an episode for this and I have an episode for that. And this episode answers that. I figure that a podcast called Become a Successful Podcaster will entail everything from monetization, growth, marketing, branding, and anything else in between like editing and things like that. So it's really 
rewarding for me to help other people and teach them. Uh, Bruce, thank you so much. Again, everybody, if you want to check this out, it's at nycpodcastnetwork.com. Bruce, thanks for coming on the show. Thank you, Dave. Good to be on your show. There you go. Now, the fun part of this is Bruce interviewed me on his show. So we kind of did an interview swap and I agreed to this because I said, wait, we're going to disagree on some stuff. And that could be fun. His website is nycpodcastnetwork.com. And I get that he said what makes his show, his site different is because he has categories. And that's why he's extended his network to more and more shows that aren't the same topic. But I asked Bruce, I said, doesn't that just make you Apple? Like, is that Apple podcasts? A bunch of podcasts that are separated by categories. And the other thing I asked him, I said, how many visitors are you getting to your website? He said 20 to 25,000. Right now he has 817 podcasts. And if you go over and look at it, as I scroll down, you'll see where he's got a thing where you can find different podcasts by different, uh, the directory and the category and things like that. They've got sponsors. They've got the leaderboard. So it it is a lot of just pictures of artwork and things of that nature. So it's 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 different. I will say that. That's why I brought him on. I thought, well, you know what? Maybe somebody will hear Bruce's story because his story is he's a developer, and that's one of the things that that really makes this site kind of interesting. Is when Bruce has an idea, he can make it in about a week. That's his day job is he's a uh, programmer. And I've also had a number of conversations about where should I advertise my show in regards to trying to grow. And then that is something that Bruce has in place. And that came up a lot after the interview with Gary Art from Everything Everywhere, because he's just treating it like a movie where you make the best content you can. You then spend money to get it in front of people and hope that word of mouth then takes it from there. So Bruce is doing something different. Go over, check out the site. I am going to go ahead and list my show over there just to, you know me, I love to play with stuff and see what kind of traffic I actually get, if it does help. So that's something I'm going to try because it is affordable comparing it to something like Spotify or Podbean or things like that where they want a serious chunk of change just to uh, test the water. So I'm going to give that a shot, I believe, and I'll be reporting back on that. Again, his website, NYC podcastnetwork.com. I had mentioned my listener survey. If you go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash survey 22, that will take you there. I would really, really love to get your feedback on the show. I've got some really interesting things and I was like, Ooh, I didn't realize that. Ooh. So I'm getting some feedback that's going to lead to this show changing. And if you're like, no, I love the show the way it is. Well, then I need to hear from you. And also I am going to be doing a live survey uh, again, just because it's a focus group. I want to get information from you. And if you want to do that live with other people, just go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash live 23. This is happening January 4th. So I'm kicking off the year with this. It's at 6.30 PM Eastern standard time. And uh, I would love to connect with you to talk about how you and myself and maybe a couple other people can make this show better. Again, schoolofpodcasting.com slash live 23. 
So I shared some insights today that shows that making a podcast is easy. Like you can create one super easy, but making a good podcast, yeah, that's kind of hard. And again, just speaking the truth, it takes dedication, takes commitment, and you're always trying to improve it. Kind of like, I don't know, marriage or being a parent. And we do those things every day because we love those topics. Or in this case, in that case, uh, we love those people. And those roles, parents, partner, those require a lot of serving on your part. And I think serving an audience is a key ingredient of a good podcaster. And I'd love to help you plan, launch, and grow your podcast. And if you want to monetize, I can help you sort out your options. And again, you don't have to monetize your podcast. Schoolofpodcasting.com slash listener will save you with a built-in coupon. Thanks for listening. Until next week, take care. God bless. Class is dismissed. Just mortgage the house. Who that kid doesn't need to call it go to college. Ah, bite me.